702. WhatsApp us now on 072-702-1702. Good evening uh, to you, Larry, and thank you for joining us this evening. Larry? Good evening, Larry. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, how are you doing? Okay, okay, apologies, man. Yeah, very well. Thanks for having me, Gashwam. No, great stuff, mate. Um, (laughs) The technical gremlins seem to be a bit interesting this evening. Look, mate, uh, the the question is, you know, as I said in my intro, the uh, restaurant industry has been hardest hit. Uh, I have a friend that's in the restaurant business. Um, you know, things are obviously not looking great. We know that uh, Uber Eats and uh, Mr. D has, has opened up and that's given an opportunity. But even with recent takeaway orders, it's quite clear that uh, business is not back to usual because uh, even when uh, you order food, you wait a bit longer in, with some outlets. And the simple reason is because people aren't cooking as much as they used to because they don't have the numbers that they used to have. How does one innovate in this space where you have waiters and you have uh, grillers and, and, and chefs and goodness knows whoever else, managers and a long litany, a cast of people that work for you and uh, you have food and you still have rent and t- uh, furniture and goodness knows what else to pay for? Uh, yeah, it is. You know what, uh, first of all, you know, with running, you know, running a restaurant, it is, it's a very expensive business to run as such. You know, because there are so many costs associated, and you know that you got, and it's and it's quite a labour-intensive business. And this, you know, this for you know, just you know, to, you know, to put into context is, I think this has been one of the biggest struggles for many restaurateurs is all the staff. You know, because the hospitality business has got you know employs thousands, tens of thousands of individuals. You know, and a lot of the restaurants cannot afford. I don't think there's many restaurants that are, you know, that are paying their staff right now. You know, so that has really been one of the struggles, you know, that, uh, well, I've definitely been experiencing. But on the other hand, Mm. you know, where, you know, and you've mentioned that we've had to evolve. And, um, you know what, and I really believe this is a time where, you know, especially now with people, you know, everybody's able to, you know, can we just take a very simple bolognese? I'll bet you there are people that are cooking incredible bolognese now at home, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I think, you know, and I think the time of restaurants where food, you know, like a lot of the brands and that were just very average food and everything, you know, when the lockdown comes out, yes, a lot of people might go back to comfort food. Okay, you know, just mm. for what they know, but I think I think people are going to want a lot more when it comes to meals, uh, ingredients. You know, a lot more fresher taste, a lot more unique artisanal flavors to come out. And um, and you know, and like you said, restaurants, yeah, you know, they definitely need to evolve. And you know, so what we've done, and and what actually happened a week before lockdown, mm. we started what was called the dark kitchen. We started off with pizza and and like well maybe just for your listeners what a dark kitchen is is very well known in Europe Australia uh, the states and that uh, the other names that they called are ghost cloud virtual kitchens and it's basically it's a restaurant without a shop front because at Voodoo Lily I had a kitchen downstairs and I was just figuring out what to do and I came up with this concept we launched it uh, ten days before. And we, you know, the whole, the whole PR launch and everything, and then, you know, then lockdown came. You know, so we lost, lost a lot of the momentum. Mm. But when we opened, you know, it's been, you know what, it's been, it's, it's actually been a great experience. So we were fortunate. 
because I think where a lot of restaurants that suddenly never used to really do delivery now only only focus on doing delivery. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's a completely different business model from running restaurants. You know, to fast food, or, mm, or mm. you know, or, or maybe not even fast food, but delivery service. You know, so you know, so we were quite fortunate. You know, that we had a lot of systems in place, and you know, and it's all about us also building a brand. Yeah. And another thing that I've also done at Voodoo Lily is, you know, because restaurants, I believe, you know, even, you know, come and just say they come back online September, October, November, whenever it is. Yeah. You know, first of all, everybody's stressed about social distancing. Mm. You know, and so people are definitely not going to flock back. You know, come and take me. I'm just an average middle class individual. I can't, you know, you know, for me to go and eat at a restaurant now. Um, you know, it's, you know, I have to think twice about it. Well, no, it's they, a special like, occasion. It's not. Out. It's not. A, it's not just a, a meal uh, that. Oh, I'm in the mood for A, B, C, D. Um, it is money. You know, it's it's money. People's pockets have also been heavily impacted by COVID nineteen anyway. Uh, so ultimately, it is one of those industries that's going to really struggle to crawl back to life. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was actually just speaking to somebody today. You know, they were saying, you know, that, you know, that, uh, you know, a, a few of the executives actually know, you know, their salaries have been cut by 20, 30, 40 percent. Mm. You know, there's, you know, so many people have lost businesses. You know, so it's really going to be a struggle. And, and I really believe now is the time to innovate. Now is the time to take a step back, look at your restaurant, see what you need to do, see what you need to change. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's, um, even, so Annie and I, well, my wife and I, we lost, you know, last week, Wednesday. So we've been thinking about, you know, converting because with, so, so actually Calexico, I used to own Calexico, which we closed at 44 Stanley because it's a live music venue uh, and mm. bar. Mm-hmm. You know, liquor laws, you know, that's even further down the line. You know, and we, you know, we couldn't carry. Arbor, Arbor Cafe is just sitting closed right now, but we were thinking with Voodoo, what else can we do? And last week, Wednesday, just before Mother's Day, Annie and I were saying, okay, you know what? Why don't we just put out on Facebook, on Facebook and WhatsApp and see anybody who's got like premium brands, you know, places who sell to restaurants, you know, that, uh, you know, products that we can retail for them. Mm. And, li- and literally 24 hours later, we had a full, we had a full retail section. It was, it was really incredible. So what we've done, we've formed a lot of collaborations with small businesses that used to supply restaurants, only sell their products at, um, at markets. You know, so obviously they, they were unable to do that now. You know, so we've got together with them and it's just really been an incredible experience. And, and in saying that, how I started, you know, with staff. And now, you know, so I started uh, with, you know, bringing staff back where, where with a dark kitchen, I brought some chefs back, and now with a grocer, I bought uh, you know quite a few staff to come back. And you know, every weekend we're making progress. Mm, and it's, mm. you know, it's not only that I'm bringing you know a little bit more cash sales because you know what I don't think you know there's many delivery places that are making uh, profit right now. Okay, mm, because mm. it is you've still got your rentals, you've got all you know. There's so many expenses, but you know, you know, the thing that I'm able to bring back a staff member every, you know, bring an extra, an additional staff member every few days, even if it was just for a few hours. But I promise you, you know, it's just, it's, uh, 
it's a lot of hard work, a lot of perseverance, and and really thinking out of the box. So, so there's a couple of things that I want to touch on with you. Um, you know, the, first and foremost, we're looking at currently what what is needed in terms of innovation. There's a couple of innovative ideas that have come up. Of course, this notion of you purchase your um, uh, you purchase a uh, what you call this a voucher now, and you can redeem yes. that voucher in future, which sounds great because then I can, for example, uh, buy a dinner for two, say worth eight hundred rands to a thousand rands, um, and then po- but you know the money obviously goes through now, but post COVID nineteen. Um, once lockdown is ended and people are able to go back and, and do their thing, um, then we can obviously sit down and have a meal, which sounds great and wonderful in itself. But then simultaneously, um, my biggest worry is the fact is the money is being handed over now, but uh, the, the actual spend on behalf of the business owner is only going to happen in future. And I guess that not too many people are busy taking advantage of that situation, right? Um, then the second uh, bit of innovation that we've seen is obviously the notion of delivery, but that in itself in South Africa in particular is still something that's a work in progress, et cetera, et cetera. So ultimately, you, we find ourselves in a, in a very difficult period, uh, for lack of a better term, for many, many people who are in, you know, in, in this business of, of, of providing food because either you're delivering, alternatively you're hoping that some of your customers, your loyal customers are going to pay now but eat later. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and, and I'm totally with you in that. You know, and the, and the exor- an, an example that comes to mind for me is when we, so when we launched the dark kitchen just 10 days before lockdown, you know, we, yeah, we, we gave out a lot of 100 rand vouchers. Mm. You know, and we said, cool, come, it doesn't matter, even if you want one pizza or whatever, you know what, come and give us, the, you know, the voucher and it's cool, we'll, you know, we'll carry on and win and we'll serve you. And it's just the other day when I had somebody phone me and say, please, can I have the voucher? Or, or rather, please, can I use the voucher? You know, and it's so difficult when you're coming from almost a zero base. Exactly. You know, you... you, you you know, you're trying to word things out, and somebody, you know, in their right, <laughs> you know what, you know, the, you know, the, you know, I, I handed them the voucher, you know, just to say, please, you know what, please, can you just hold that voucher until, you know, things, you know, things get a lot better because I hear you, you and then afford. And and the thing about it is is that it's not that you're trying to be difficult. It's difficult for them because obviously they want to use the voucher now because chances are this is my last opportunity. You know, this is not last meal type situation, but uh, chances are this is uh, after this, it's probably peanut butter and jam. Um, you know, if, it not, if it's not for that 100 rand voucher. But simultaneously for you, it's also peanut butter and jam because guess what? You're not making the necessary sales at this particular point in time, which, which uh, yeah. overall is just a very, very difficult situation for everyone involved. But, but wh- Larry, let's look at the notion of the dark kitchen. And I think especially yeah. now with delivery uh, being back on the market, for lack of a better term, um, yeah. it, it, it seems like this year is a better opportunity this is a better uh, oh this is an opportunity that provides a little more um gives you a little more in terms of customers coming back and being able to purchase from you because previously you were basically out of business now you can deliver what is a dark kitchen anyway just by the way of definition okay cool so you know what so you know so as i was saying so 
dark kitchen, another name for dark kitchens is ghost kitchen, virtual kitchen, cloud kitchen. So all of those, you know, it's, it's, it's essentially it's a restaurant without a shop front. Mm. So in other words, everything gets done via delivery. So it either gets done through Uber Eats, Mr. D, or one of the other third-party deliveries, or like us, we've also got our own, our own little scooters that scoot around. Mm. Mm. Okay? So everything gets done through, through, through delivery. And one of the things about a dark kitchen, why, why it's becoming so big, is that, is that you can set it up anywhere, okay, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're not going to incur the costs of having a front of house, of having waiters, you know, and you don't have to pay prime rentals. Like a lot of, a lot of dark kitchens, especially overseas, are more in the industrial areas because rental is so cheap there. Mm. You know, so, you know, so all you do, and it's, and, and this is one of the things, and, and so look, on the other hand, I think uh, dark kitchens have also got a bit of a bad rap, a bit of a negative rap, you know, because people going in, you know, they go and set up, they don't take hygiene or safety, you know, seriously. Yeah, they because I was about to say that the last thing that you want is motor oil with your chips, but I hear what you're saying. Obviously, if you take the proper precautions, uh, a dark kitchen is 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 ideal, where where you make sure it's clean, um, and and you you the food that you dispense, the packaging and everything else is inviting. Absolutely, and this is you know, and and the thing with the dark kitchen is, you know, I can okay okay, come and just say I think you know what pizza will work, and this is the thing, you know, so the thing with a dark kitchen is you can go and identify what is needed within the suburb. So come and just say, for example, you believe that you know, that people are asking a lot for pizza. Mm. So you go and set up a pizza and, you know what, you go and buy a machine or two, 20, 30, 40,000, you know, and you get a gain. So the capex is not as much because to go and set up a, you know, a restaurant can cost a million, two million, whatever it is. Mm. Mm. Okay. You know, so, you know, so can we just say for two, three, you know, for two, 300,000 rand, you can go and set up a full restaurant as such, mm. a full mm. a dark kitchen. And then if the pizza doesn't work, you go and say, okay, cool. Why don't I just go and try a tie? Mm. You know, and then, you know, then obviously you try and build, you know, you try and build and eventually you are going to come across things that are going to work. But I think also the dark kitchen goes, you know, where, you know, your food has really got to be great. Your food has got to be unique. Your food has got to be artisanal. So even if you're doing pizzas, what is making them so special? It's got to be. It's got to be different from you know from the rest, and especially now, like I said, you know, with everybody able, you know, every everybody's a cook these days. No, no, everyone's starting I up. Think- uh, I, I I put out the video on uh, YouTube uh, during the course of last week, and I actually said it. Uh, you know, as as part of my little commentary, is that everyone's starting up a YouTube uh, channel, and usually it's uh, to show you what to cook. Um, yeah, and then some of it is, is really fancy stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not cooking on YouTube, just to let you know. <laughs> no, but this, is the, but this is the thing. And that's why also, you know, I believe that restaurants going forward are going to have to focus a lot more on their food. And, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not exactly sure how old you are. But, you know, in the 80s, it was really about the food. It was about the product. Then we went into the 90s, the 2000s, and then it was also all about the customer service, the customer experience. But now we're going back to the food, where food is going to play the yeah. central role. But not only that, you know, you know, the guest is going to be looking for a whole, you know, 
and you know a full a, a full experience where they're going to think, wow, you know what, it's actually worth it. And especially, you know what, because a few times that somebody is going to decide to go out, they're going to be thinking, why must I go and spend my money there? You know, and this is mm. where I believe that restaurants are really going to have to step up there also. So ultimately, we're looking at uh, an evolution, even in, a, in an industry that we've taken for granted that seemingly has been around since the days of Adam and Eve. Um, you know, where, you know, even if you watch an old time movie, there's there's always the restaurant. And uh, even if it's, uh, you know, set in the 1930s or the 40s, where it's uh, a bit of a, ba- a jazz band playing and everyone's wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, yes. The fact of the matter is the restaurant hasn't changed much since then, where you sit down. Uh, a neatly dressed or expected neatly dressed waiter appears at your table, uh, asks you what your drink order is going to be, leaves you with your menu, gives you an opportunity to decide once the drinks arrive, then you can say, listen, I want the rare steak with the chips or the whatever. That in itself is probably going to change. Yes, there are still people that want that experience. However, many other people are going to say, you know, there's this thing called the coronavirus. Uh, COVID-19 broke out in 2019 into 2020. And after that, our lives have changed significantly. So on that basis, maybe I'm not so keen on going out anymore to uh, a packed restaurant where I could pick something up. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you know, this is, and this is the thing is that, you know, like we were saying about social distancing, you know, and people, and people are not, you know, and especially the places that, you know, can I just, you know, let me use the example of Spur. You know, Spur needs quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of people to come through their doors, you yeah, know, to become yeah, profitable. Sure. No, for sure. You know, now suddenly, now suddenly they're going to be told, you know what, they can only accommodate 50% of the people. And out of mm. those 50% of the people, you know, that maybe that used to come, you know, they're going to be thinking about social distancing or they might not have the money. You know, so there's so many different factors that are going to, you know, that are going to come up in or terms of... the fact of, that, I mean, your kids go there because there's, there's uh, you know, play equipment and, you know, you can sit and have a meal, watch your, watch your children play. And let's be honest, a lot of mummies and daddies, not to say that children are the highest risk individuals in that category, but at the same time, a lot of mummies and daddies are going to be worried about little Johnny and Jane and Sipo and Tabo uh, bringing home... Uh, you know, COVID-19 because they were busy playing and sharing food and, you know, uh, spitting all over each other, uh, you know, playing in those particular play areas. So so I guess that becomes a major point of contention and concern as well. I I mean, it's a very interesting notion. I guess what what this ultimately means is that an industry as hardy and as consistent as even the restaurant industry um, is is, is faced with, with this reality of having to change um, you know, and, and having to evolve with the times and adapt or die. Yeah, absolutely. And if, you know, you know, I was actually just listening to an interview, you know, with somebody, um, you know, from the States in terms of a restaurant, and he's a, and he, and he's a very well-respected chef restaurateur. And, and, he, and he said, you know what, now, you know, we're going forward because he's one of these huggy guys. Mm. You know, he likes going out and hugging his guests and, you know, and being up close and personal with them. And now... You know, even a simple thing like that, he has to go and change. He can't yeah. just go up, you know, in this whole... Because restaurants, it's all about service. It's all about more about hospitality, about relationships and everything. Mm. Now we're going to be standing, you know, an, a, a meter, meter and a half away from each other, you know, and the people are going to be sparsely... You know, another, you know, another thing that I've also been thinking with restaurants is that, you know, think about where where would you go in terms of restaurants? Would you go where, 
would you go to a restaurant where there's a, where there's a couple of tables or would you go to a restaurant where there's many a tables? And I'm sure you would go to a restaurant where there's many a tables. Yeah, exactly. Because, because, you know, it, because it's a vibe. It's about mm. the vibe, the, you know, the atmosphere. And now with restaurants having to cut down on the amount of people that they can seat, you know, it's, that's, you know that's also going to be a struggle. And then people are going to be thinking, but you know what? It's not as much fun to go out as what it used to be. It's that you know, and also the fact that, I mean, uh, a partially empty restaurant could suggest that the food sucks and that no one wants to be there, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You walk past and if you see a restaurant's empty, you know, immediately your brain starts ticking and saying, okay, cool, why are they so quiet? Why this and why this? You know, even though you might know, but still, you know what, you want to go to a place where there's, where there's people, where there's an energy, where there's a vibe, where there's an atmosphere. You know, and that's, you know, it's really, it's just, so up in the air how things are really going to turn out. Well, mate, I mean, good luck with everything. If I'm not mistaken, and this is what I wanted to ask you actually from the onset of the interview, if I'm not mistaken, yes. just before all of this tragedy and this difficulty, you spoke to Bruce Whitfield about your concept of the dark kitchen, and, and, and if I'm not mistaken, you're on 702 and Cape Talk. And, and I mean, I found it fascinating at that particular point in time. And here we are looking at this new evolution and how... Um, you know, it again seems to have evolved um, and has become, you know, this this concept that's not just out of necessity, but, you know, makes sense for the future going forward. Uh, yes, it's definitely, you know what, it's going, and especially now, it's going to become a bigger thing. Really, it's going because, you know what, we also, we're also moving into the world where, you know, people wanted, you know, with instant gratification. Mm. We want to sit at home, we, we you know, you know, DSTV, you know, might be a thing of the past. Mm. You know, we want to, you know, we want Netflix, everything on demand. You know, and you know, we want to sit on our apps and just go and order food, everything to come to us. Yeah. And yeah. this is why, you know, why dark kitchens, you know, and delivery have become such a big thing. And it's just, and I really believe, you know, what whether COVID and and so what COVID has done, it's brought on, it's brought on dark kitchens a lot quicker to South Africa. You know, there was, you know, they still, you know, they're still quite new yeah. and they would have still taken a long time. But now suddenly, you know, people are having to say, okay, cool. And this is where maybe people in other businesses, you know, were saying, okay, cool. You know what? My business is gone. What can I do right now? You know, mm. why don't you go and set up a dark kitchen? Because like I said, you or know, how do I even use kitchen. the model, the basis of the dark kitchen and adapt it to my business right now so that, I can continue to survive ultimately. But listen, mate, oh, I, absolutely. Yes. I, I'm just saying really much appreciated for the conversation this evening. I think it's stunning and all the best to you and good luck, eh? um, especially oh, you know in what, the very eh? difficult times. And thank you. And thank you very much for having me. Only, only a pleasure. Only a pleasure. That, of course, okay. was um, Laura, uh, Larry Hodes as a restaurant owner uh, telling us about uh, the dark kitchen, the concept of the dark kitchen, and how this is going to become the way of the future. I'd like to know, actually, come to think of it, and it's an, an interesting sort of existential question, isn't it, Darius? How are our lives going to change now po- with co- after COVID-19?